0: This is Lale Cooper-Jepson, and I would love to read you a chapter from my new book, which is currently in manuscript form and is due to be released in the summer of 2019. The book's title is Which Ways? The Unspoken Ways Women Create Change. Here we go. The quote at the top of this chapter is by Lisa Lister. The witch is a woman fully in her power. She knows that in any given moment, she can be a hot mess, a woman of grace and beauty, angry and grief-struck, loved and pleasure-sated, tired and soft, or raw and vulnerable. She also knows that in some moments she can be all of this at once. She is whole. The chapter is called, Which Brings Us to You? I need to be very clear with my intentions because whatever I set my sights on seems to happen for me, she said. Well, maybe not to you. She doesn't admit that because who says that at a dinner party, the school bus stop, or community gatherings? Not many. You know why? Because it's more socially acceptable to talk about how busy we are, how tired we are, how much we hate our fucking jobs, partners, life, and how it's killing us Nobody talks about magic and conjuring because people, women in particular, were burned at the stake for that shit many, many times. So duly noted, right? That's some high stakes truth telling action right there. But the thing is, my clients do. Even if they don't really believe in it, we generally find ourselves playing in the arena of physics, desire, creativity spirituality, whatever that means for that person, and yes, even our sexuality, and how all that informs and supercharges our ability to show up to a life in a way that has us actively designing and participating in it more fully. And before you write me off as this being about my white privilege talking, which is such such a relevant and timely thread in many of our collective conversations these days, Let me offer you this perspective, because there was a time I would have written myself off as well. I'm not talking as much about circumstances as much as I'm talking about our relationship to our life and our power. Circumstances are often way out of our control. Many of us are born into them and have no choice. Our relationship to those circumstances is always within our control, however, and this is the place I play with my clients long before the shifts start to be visible on the outside. Which is why I remind my clients frequently that they don't need me to want what they want, to go where they want to go, and to be who they want to be. They just need themselves, fully fleshed, fully sourced, fully sanctioned. Much of this work is internal, ever the hurt of the term an inside job, which is why you don't see it. Which is a shame, really, because as a result, you generally don't see what's happening on her outsides. How her circumstances, outlook, or attitude change. And as a result, you think you're seeing the whole picture because our brains love to fill in the missing holes with stories. So that woman you admire or envy, you think you know her whole story. You see her move through her life fearlessly and effortlessly lit up like the North Star, grabbing the reins of her life and charging full force into the unknown, only to have doors break wide open for her, releasing her into a place that's wildly abundant, rich in fulfillment and deeply of service. She's that woman who decides to go for it and makes it happen. She seems confident, focused, and fearless. She exerts concentrated effort, and yet she makes it all seem so easy. You see walls crumble in the face of her effort, giving you and others the impression she is a force to be reckoned with and is dauntless in her quest. And all along the way, she seems happy, radiant even, and fulfilled to be going full steam after something she wants. Women talk about her in clusters. "'whispering animatedly as they discuss her feats "'with a mixture of excitement and envy. "'Together, their words and collective impressions "'of this woman elevate her onto a platform, "'effectively separating her from the masses. "'They marvel how she did it, what her secrets are, "'and what it's like being her. "'And in the face of all this, the woman, "'the subject of all this gushing admiration "'and pointed observation, appears to take it all in stride.' Unaware of her elevated platform, she comes off as humble and even self-effacing. She often diminishes her own accomplishments and downplays the effort it took for her to get there. She seems relatable and even down to earth, but you know that can't be the case. She's a force of nature, you think, and she is. You're right about that one, but you know what else? You know what you might be missing? She's no different nor special or powerful than you. In fact, as I will show you on these pages, woman, she is you. That's why you noticed her. That's why you're drawn to her. That's why you want what she has. Your force of nature recognizes its force of nature in her. Like attracts like. But if you're like so many of us trying to find our way in the pervasive mist that cloud our collective consciousness, you've been trained to hold this woman as separate and wholly distinct from you. You've personally crafted or been sold stories that keep her different and therefore detached from you and me. She's fearless. She was born for greatness. She believes in herself. She's a leader. She is unwavering in her commitment. She's extraordinarily confident. She always knows what she wants. She knows exactly where she's going. And if those stories don't work to separate you from her, you pull out these as if seeking to prove beyond a reasonable doubt just how different she is from you. She's so lucky. Everything she touches turns to gold. She doesn't need to worry about money. She doesn't have demands on her because of kids, debt, aging parents, or compromised health. Her life isn't complicated. She has the time to put energy into it. She has a lot of support. She knows the right people. She has a charmed life. She isn't riddled with doubt or insecurity. She doesn't get distracted. She knows what she's doing. Okay, so you know where I'm going with this, right? These stories we tell ourselves about the woman we admire, most of them are bullshit. In your heart of hearts, you probably know this already, and given the chance, the main character in these stories will often be the first to admit that's the case. Think of Brene Brown lying in the fetal position on the floor of her pantry after being called fat, stupid, and a host of other horrific names after her first TED Talk video went viral. Think of Elizabeth Gilbert with tile imprints on her forehead from in her bathroom after pleading with the universe to help her. Think of Oprah Winfrey being abused since the age of nine in rural Mississippi, running away from home at 13 and getting pregnant and losing the baby a year later at 14. Think of J.K. Rowling living in a state of welfare and clinically depressed with a young daughter to support. Think of Glennon Doyle Melton learning the devastating news of her husband's infidelity the week before her book tour about her family and parenting uh, parenting launches. Think of Julia Child not knowing how to cook until she enrolled, starting to take classes in her late 30s. Think of Katherine Johnson being driven 120 miles in rural West Virginia so she would find a school that would teach mathematics to an African-American girl. These are just a few examples, but surely you get my point. All highly accomplished women, not as easy, lucky, or charmed as our stories would suggest, right? But in those brief moments or lifetimes, when we believe in the truth of those stories, we tell ourselves about women who lead and who succeed, we can see them as special and different from us which means we have an ironclad reason to stay safely where we are, ensconced in our bubbles of excuses, half-truth, and misperceptions about what we might be capable of if we were to go for it, to not wait a moment longer. Years ago, I heard the independent singer and songwriter Mayu Maya Azusena speak at a workshop I attended at Kripalu Retreat Center Later that evening, she performed in front of an intimate crowd. The highlight for me was a cover of Seal's song, A Little Bit Crazy. I was in the process of writing my first book back then and was feeling particularly raw and vulnerable, having delivered my first ever manuscript to my editor just the week before. Maya began by telling the story of how she often feels like she has to go right to the edge of crazy sometimes as an artist and she shared how terrifying that is. The edge of crazy. I had been to that place. My fingernail marks were probably still all over its edge from the many times I hung on to it as my legs dangled freely over the other side. Earlier in the day at that same retreat, I listened as Christian Northrup, a highly accomplished physician, author, and speaker, A woman who I saw as the leader of a revolution of women to reclaim the power in our bodies talk about how lonely life at the edge was for her. This was a woman who had been interviewed countless times by Oprah on her show as well as later on Super Soul Sundays. And here she was saying how lonely she had felt, how lonely she continues to feel. The edge will always be a really lonely place, she said quite plainly. I was gobsmacked. How could this incredibly successful and famous woman feel so isolated and scared and unsure of herself? Oh, because I had my stories about her and her success all wrong. I had used my stories about her to essentially distance myself from her, to make her more, better, and worthy than me. So these stories we tell ourselves, they're convenient excuses for our fears to gain a foothold. They are heavy blankets that quickly smolder out our dreams before they can ignite. They are the funhouse mirrors that distort our perceptions of ourselves. Because of my my work with women over the years, I've had the good fortune of seeing what happens before, during, and after the moments of women who decide to go for it. I've been able to see what happens behind the veil before it gets pushed back for others to see. So that's what we'll be talking, that's what we'll be doing here together, pulling back the veil and shining a light on what happens for women when they decide to become leaders of their own lives. Most of us know what happens when they've landed someplace, but what I'm most interested in is giving some insight as to what happens for these women when no one is looking. Because lucky me, they've let me see.